Hey, Chosen Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to season six of the Tell Me About It podcast. This season, we are so excited to bring you more chats about where real life meets the gospel of Jesus. And stay tuned as this season, we are bringing you even more special guests. Plus, a brand new mini-series on Jesus, what he means to us, and the specific words he spoke while here on earth. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first five seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you rated us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us. And and let's let's get this party started. Welcome back, Chosen Girl fam. We are so glad that you have joined us for one of our special guests of the season. We have Miss Annie Moss, and if you've been with us for a minute, you know that she was with us um, several seasons ago when we did a talk on anxiety. And let me tell you all, she brought a word, and she's going to do it again. And we are so <laughs> glad to have her today. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> she's got a story to tell. And so if you need a moment to make sure that you've got about 45 minutes to listen, then this is the time to do so because you won't want to miss a bit of this but Annie is the um is the founder of Vintage Sparrow um, a beautiful jewelry company that dedicates her work to the Lord but more than that Annie is just an amazing individual and Christian Christ follower that lives it out every day mom wife and overall just superhuman so we are so thankful to have her back on the pod welcome Annie thank you so much for having me I love y'all we, we love, love you. you and if y'all have bought a chosen girl ring it is handmade by annie and her team so we're honored to have a little piece of the vintage sparrow jewelry over here at chosen girl yes it's an honor that i get to partner with y'all too i love what y'all are doing i love it so much so needed thank you so much and we'll make sure to link her first interview that she did with us in the show notes because so many of you have already listened and it helped me i know it will help you any of our uh recovering anxiety uh queens out there uh that one's going to be for you and and Annie I know that we were talking and talked about how it had been a minute uh since we had you on and that some life had happened so like Liz said grab you 45 minutes to an hour here we don't know how long the Lord's gonna work through this conversation you might want to grab a notebook because our girl Annie is full of wisdom and maybe some tissues too so uh amen I'm all about it (laughs) yes yes happy tears all the way but Annie tell us you know I guess it's been a year and a half maybe since we've spoken with you I can't believe it's been that long oh my goodness I know life happens quick so tell us tell us what God has been doing with you and I know that's a loaded question so here we go Yes. So I first can't believe it's been a year and a half. Um, I'm not sure. I think I had just become um, pregnant. I don't even know if I shared that on the show. No, that was, I think that that was still a secret. Okay. At that point in time. uh, Yes. I'll just kind of jump into that. So um, Jeff and I had walked a seven year infertility journey and um, just believing just standing on the promise of God, like holding on to the word of the Lord that he said he would give us children. And, you know, one thing I've learned when you're waiting on a promise, people ask me, what do I do in the wait? What do I do in the wait? Get the word of the Lord and hold on to it for life. And that's what I did. And so, um, 
on the last episode, I guess I was silently and secretly carrying my miracle babe and um, had Solomon Elijah on March 22nd. He came into the world in 2021 and he is the love of our lives. So that has been wonderful, wild. I have a whole new, beautiful, big appreciation for motherhood. Like things I did not get before I get now. I say it's the greatest hard work I have ever done in my life. So we had, um, we call him Eli. We had Eli in March and um, just started really kind of getting the, I won't even say the hang, but started learning the routine of having a newborn. And he was about six months old and we all came down with COVID. So, um, you know, there's so much in just in that comment right there, because I know so many people have so many different emotions about it. Um, But for us, it was a really difficult season. Um, Jeff ended up getting it a little bit worse than us. And um, one evening, um, I just knew he needed to go to the hospital. It was time. I just, it was like, he's got to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so I took him to Hendersonville Hospital. He wasn't feeling well. And y'all, within um, one week, he was admitted to their ICU floor. I have never prayed so hard in my life. I have never had to tap in to my faith and my faith be tested like it was in those days. Mm -hmm. And so within a week, he was admitted into ICU. And a week after that, he was intubated. So a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. When you walk through a season like this, difficult season, when someone you love dearly is teetering on the brink of life and death, you see life in a whole different way. Mm. You really do. And a compassion is birthed in you for, um, for people who have walked through similar situations too. I mean, it's so much there. So he, um, was intubated. And then I got a call from the doctor basically saying we need to lifelike him to Centennial hospital, uh, which thank God, can I just say, thank God for the medical field y'all. And I just want to interject this too. Um, you know, our journey just to backtrack just a little bit to encourage someone with this with Eli was a medical miracle. We did not know how Eli was going to come. We were going to become parents, but we had him through IVF. It was costly, but that was the direction God loved. And it was a medical miracle. And he wow. is here because of that. So God can work through different avenues, guys. That's one thing I have learned. If I've learned anything, do not put him in a box. He's a miraculous God, just like in the Bible, you know, all the different miracles he did, a coin out of a fish's mouth, spit in the mud and wiped it on a guy's eyes and he gained his sight. I mean, he does it in different ways. And so um, to kind of jump back to where things were with Jeff, um, they let me know that they needed to lifelike him, but they did not know if he would make it. Oh, didn't know if he'd make it. and so y'all know what I did. Yes. <laughs> I went into my bedroom and I hit my knees and I said, in the name of Jesus, I declare life that he will live and not die and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I just declared it and I believed it and I stood on it. And um, in that moment, I felt the Lord speak to my heart. I just saw a quick picture of Eli. And I felt like the Lord said, I didn't just give y'all Eli. 
to birth and conceive, conceive and birth, but to raise and steward. That was the word of the Lord. It rose up in me. I said, okay, there it is. I'm going to hold on to it. God, you said, you've spoken to my heart that Eli was given to us to raise and steward. So his daddy has to be on this earth to raise and steward, Amen. you know? And so not from a, a place of um, cocky faith or anything, but just from a place of what is the heart of God? What is he saying? Now I'm going to partner with that. To me, that's what faith is, right? Amen. Yes. Partnering with the word of the Lord and finding what, finding what that is. And then saying, I'm going to hold on to that and believe that that's what you say is truth. So don't you know, um, Jeff's body sustained. He made it to Centennial Hospital and um, they put him on a machine called ECMO. Uh, I'll say, I'll spare the details of the ECMO machine. If you're familiar with that, it's just an incredible um, last ditch support at life support is really what it's considered in the medical world. Um, but for me, it was uh, the next step for Jeff's miracle, right? And so he was on that ECMO machine um, for almost 60 days. And um, it gave his body time to rest. It gave his body time to rest. And the, the irony, the God irony too, is that on that floor, you could not come in and be with a loved one until the 10th day that they were um, past their positive COVID test. The day that got Jeff got there was the 10th day. So I was able to be there with him. Wow, that is not a coincidence. <laughs> so all these... No, it's not. And when you're walking through something like that, you have to hold on to all the little miracles too. You know, when you're walking through a dark season, maybe, maybe somebody listening hasn't walked through a near death experience, but you've walked through, you know, pain is pain is, and hard is hard. And I don't believe there's so much as degrees as I just believe we walk through hard seasons of life and um, we have to hold on to those little miracles. And so y'all, I would go in to those double doors of Centennial ICU every single day. I would slow myself down right before I'd walk through those double doors and I would say, Holy Spirit, I need you to be with me. I need you to walk in. And I'm here to tell you that he was every day, Amen. every single day. You know, I found too, when we walk through difficult seasons of life, we, there is a closeness where the father comes so close, you know, um, because I just know he knows we need it. You know, he just, he became yes. so close to me in that time. And I would sit at the foot of Jeff's bed every day and I would declare the word of the Lord over him. And, and there were some days I wasn't spiritual at all. I just sat there and said, Jesus help us, you know, yes, we, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. But every day that passed, even in those hard moments when his lung collapsed and he had to be put on dialysis, I mean, it was just a septic shock and all these different things. Um, I, I just could, I continue to stand in faith. And for those that may have followed our journey, um, I had a friend tell me that walked through a similar journey. She said, Annie, if I can tell you one thing, this burden is too heavy to carry alone. Mm. She said, get people, whatever that looks like, share with people. You need people praying. And it just rose up in me. You know, I'm not the kind of person to share everything on social media, but I said, I'm going to start posting every single time we need specific prayer. And y'all, don't you know, the believers of God came around Yes, they did. and I would post specifically, we need, we need this, 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 and this. And within two or three days, I would start watching it turn around. And we're not talking about a minor cut. I mean, we're talking about big stuff, you know? And uh, so it was just miraculous. You know, even the doctors noticed it. And so it was a long, uh, arduous, hard process, but God never left us. He never left us. Mm. And 
um, a, a miracle provision story for those that uh, need to know that God is your provider. God provided for us for five and a half months financially, five wow. and a half months. People sent gifts. People sent food. I had to tell people quit sending food because our refrigerator freezes, freezer's full. I still have food. <laughs> wow. But but it also taught me for my great need for the body of Christ. Right. You know, we, I can't do it alone. Yes. And so, cause I've been guilty of that at times. I'm a survivor. I mean, I just do it, you know, and I get through things, but, but God didn't intend for us to um, do things alone. So um, he provided, he miraculously provided that entire time and um, down to a, a sweet little lady that lives down the street that was able to watch Eli for me. You know, I mean, we, at this time we had a one-year-old, so it was yes. a lot going on a lot going on. And so, um, you know, from there he was, um, got, he just better and better and better and went into rehab and, um, he is now home. He is home. He is alive. He is well, he is getting stronger every day. And, um, we just know that we have a miracle story to share. And so, um, I didn't always know how the miracle was going to come, but I knew the word of the Lord. And I knew that he had put it in my heart that Jeff would live and he is alive today. He was actually up here at the office today, getting some work done. Praise so. the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Annie. So first of all, we know that I feel like a lot of people say, I wish that, that God would perform miracles or, or do things that he did like in quote unquote Bible times. <laughs> Do you ever hear that? Like people yeah. talk about oh, yeah. Bible times and I know what they mean, but technically we're still living in Bible times because the story isn't over right. and mm -hmm. God is still working miracles. And, and he did that through your story that you just told and you told it in, you know, 14, 15 minutes or that's how long we've been recording right now. But how long mm -hmm. from start to finish was this story? So total time he was in the hospital for 107 days. That was with three different facilities, two step-down facilities after ICU. And just to throw in another amazing, amazing God miracle, we weren't sure when he would be discharged. It was kind of contingent upon insurance a bit. So he ended up getting discharged on his 40th birthday. <laughs> wow. I remember seeing that on your social. He came home, wow. y'all, on his 40th birthday. And that was just you know, another way God was showing me, I'm going to celebrate him today, you know, and I'm going to celebrate what I've done in his life and, and the legacy and that the continued life that he's going to have with you, Annie and Eli here on this earth. And so, um, it was, it was a long journey. Um, but yeah, I came home on his 40th birthday. That is just God. If I've ever heard of it. Amen. It, it is. Annie, I'm, I'm really curious what you have to share about what do you say to that, that individual that has a story that they, that they know they need to share, but they're not, they're kind of hesitant about sharing it either on social media or like, how do I share it? Or even questioning, is this worth sharing? What do you have to say to, to those individuals out there? Absolutely. You know, I, I feel like our story isn't just about or for us, right? Mm -hmm. It's for other people. And so even sharing some of these 
difficult and deep things that we walk through and that we're still walking through. My sole purpose behind sharing is to know that there may be a woman on the other side of this podcast that hears our story and said, well, God, if you can bring her through that, you can bring me through what I'm walking through. So it's almost like sometimes when we walk through difficult times, we can become very closed in and into the pain, but it's a powerful thing to step outside of that and see, you know what, what I have, what I've walked through very well could be the key to someone else being able to walk through a difficult season um, and just uh, doing it with grace. And, and you know what y'all there, I don't want to just make it sound like it was all the beautiful miracle. There's, there's been really, really hard days and there will be really, really, really hard days. Um, but I, I do feel like there is also healing that comes when we are able to share our story. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's healing to us, but it's also healing to other people. And so, um, I, you know, I think just when God opens a door, you know, the Holy spirit will speak to you and tell you, share this with who or when the time is right mm, and I, yes. it's vital it's vital to share where we've come from because it could very well be um the, the thing someone else needs to get them through the valley amen and I love what you said earlier when we were even talking before we had pressed record about the valley and how we go through the valley that it's not our final destination <laughs> praise the lord uh yes and yes also, like man 107 days of hospital time to our listeners who aren't really grasping how many days that is that's that's a third of a whole year of his 39th year of his life mm. and i know that there had to have been a lot of dark nights, a lot of even isolation. You're raising this baby boy and you're also praying mm -hmm. for a miracle for your, for your spouse, the closest person to you on this side of heaven. And I'm yeah. just, you know, I know that someone's wondering, you know, how in those moments in the hard times did your faith play out in the day to day? So basically what I'm asking is how did you cling on to that hope and that faith, mm -hmm. even when the results weren't exactly what you wanted or you weren't, you know, seeing the other side yet. Yeah. I, first of all, my knowledge of um, where my strength was coming from had to be rooted in the Lord. Like I just, I mean, there was no way I, in my humanity, I could walk through what I walked through without God carrying me by his strength. So that would be one one component. Another would be just to get real with God. There were nights when I would be rocking sweet Eli to sleep and just tears streaming down my face. Right. You know, I mean, because it just, that, that emotion had to go somewhere, you know? And, um, I remember one night I was rocking him to sleep and he had kind of fallen asleep on my chest and tears streaming down my face. And y'all, I just felt the presence the, the presence of Jesus invade his nursery. I mean, God was just so close to me. And wow. so it was those moments that too, when, I mean, I mean, it was, it was so many different moments where he would let me know I am with you. You know, I am, you know, I'm God with you, um, that I would cling to. And I would remember, um, and I, I just, I, I do believe that as you walk through difficult times in life, 
when you come out on the other side, you will, you may not always feel it through it, but you will look back and see where God carried you through. You know, you will absolutely look back and see. And, and even days that pass now, Jeff has been home four months now. And I can look back and see days that he carried us. He carried me and Eli through. Wow. That is such a testament to, you know, it's, it's, I wrote down the, the term here, mad at God. Cause I feel like sometimes when a, a first reaction to when something happens, we can almost go through like stages of grief when we're hit with turmoil in our life of like, Lord, why is this happening? But I love, and it's such an encouragement to me to hear you say, that's when I felt God the closest in my life. And I can't help but to think of the Psalms of David. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I, I see such a comparison in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, God, you're so close. You're closer than I've ever yeah. felt. Like, you're my strength. My only strength comes yeah. from you. Yeah. What that makes me encouraged yeah. to do is read those Psalms. Also to listen to testimonies yes. of people like you today. Because if he will do it for David... Yeah. And David still had dark nights. David still had That's hard right. times, just like you. He's God's no respecter of persons. He will do the same for me in my dark night, in my valley. That's that right. I'm walking That's absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love that. I'd, I'd love to highlight to you what you said earlier that we said before recording started that, you know, the scripture, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And I do think that sometimes when we're in those valley seasons of life, they feel forever. They feel forever. But a word that he highlighted so clearly to me when I would read through that scripture during that time, and it means so much to me, is the word through. That where we're at now, we will not be forever. And that's hope, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're in that valley season, sometimes you feel like darkness is closing in and, you know, a valley's deep and it's dark and it's wet and the sunlight has a hard time getting through and it's lonely. But the truth is, you know, we know that we're, we're passing through. We're not camping out there. You know, we're having our, we're having emotions. We're being real, you know, life can be hard, but we know that we are walking through, we're passing through and it's not going to be forever. Amen. Cool. That'll preach. That's good. Preach to us. Do you have a question, Liz? I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I do. Any, how is, how's Jeff feeling about all of this? I mean, I know it is, it's one thing for, from your perspective, you know, being the caretaker and, and, and caring for Eli through that season. And, and really you were so strong when he was unable to be, um, to be that, you know, your other half. How is he feeling now that you've, that he's been four months on the other side of all of this? You know what, y'all, he is so thankful to be alive. And um, Jeff has always been a really strong, steadfast dude, you know, and he still is. Um, but he'll never be the same after this. And, and not not for, um, not in a bad way, but in a good way. That he, I think, really realizes, and I do too, the brevity of life. You know, the Bible talks about the brevity of life. And um, it's just probably things that used to get on his nerves don't get on his nerves anymore. He, he jokes with me. He says, I feel like you've become the fiery one after all this. <laughs> I said, well, I had to gain a little bit of fire to walk through it, you know? Um, but he's doing well. He's doing really good. And, um, you know, he's, he's, 
grown in patience for sure. Um, but yeah, he's, he's doing good. He's doing good. Wow. That's so good to hear. I think we oftentimes forget about, you know, the, the patience part of, you know, walking through the Valley and it is really hard to have that patience because, um, you know, we know that the Lord will bring us through storms and, but we don't ever want to actually go through the storm. And so when we're in the thick of it, we are just wishing that it would honestly pass by even quicker. (laughs) And right. I mean, rightfully so. No one likes to be in pain and uncomfortable for extended periods of time. Um, So it's, it's really sweet to to hear you talk about how both of you have have, um, grown patient. Um, uh, I'm assuming that that patience also, you know, is extended to yourselves and each other, but also the Lord knowing that he's working things for, um, for his good. Yes, absolutely. Isaiah 40, 31 was a scripture that the Lord spoke to my heart during this process. Those who wait upon the Lord shall gain renewed strength. And of course it goes on, but that, that really stuck out to me. Those who wait upon the Lord shall gain renewed strength. And there's that song by Maverick City, Wait on the Lord. And that was just on anthem on repeat. And if I could tell you how many times I'll hear it in a moment, and the Lord just uses it to minister to my spirit, even, even today. Um, but you know, we know, um, what it is to wait well, you know, wait a long time. We waited a long time for Eli. And so we're just in the waiting to see the full manifested miracle, um, for his strength to fully return, but he's, he's getting there day by day. Um, but I think that's key that we can trust in that promise that as we wait on the Lord, we will gain renewed strength, you know, and, and that's just a word for many people to hold on to. Amen. And I I was thinking about this as you were speaking, just telling your whole story. And, and I'm just so, I, I say this now and it sounds really pretty, but I know the hardship that comes behind this statement, but I so admire and value the new perspective taken on by you and Jeff and you know a lot of good things take a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of hardship and so when I say that pretty statement I totally have so much respect for all that goes behind it's kind of like you see the tip of the iceberg but you don't see every single Mm -hmm. thing underneath that actually makes up the iceberg but yeah I think it's such a, a a cool aspect that the last time we had you on the show, our main conversation was on worry and fear and anxiety mm-hmm. and overcoming. I'm just seeing like a, a stair step here that, that that was a big part of your journey up into that point. And then really almost yeah. directly after that, having to, cause I don't even know if COVID was, I'm sure that it was, if it was within the past year and a half or two years, that we spoke I need to look up the exact date of when we last spoke but I I don't know if I think COVID probably was a thing but um how would you say that your journey leading up to that point having overcome so much with the Lord in your anxiety path and then facing such a a challenge with you and your spouse and your family that would spur on so much worry and anxiety how did that play out Wow. Um, well, I absolutely did deal with anxiety moments again, you know, as I worked through, you know, these, but I I think I had shared on the last episode that we talked that the difference in, in having a moment of anxiety and a lifestyle of anxiety and, you know, and I can, 
I can honestly say y'all that I would have those moments, but I didn't just live from that place of fear. And gosh, it feels good to say that, you know, it really does. Um, and I do think that there, it goes back to that closeness of the father too. I mean, he, I truly know that he was carrying us, that the fact that I could do all that I was doing in that season with being a new mom, with caretaking, with making sure the bills were getting paid every month with, you know, all the things that go into it. Um, God truly was just so gracious. And, and I've also found too that, um, you know, anxiety a lot of times too can be, emotions that are pent up you know what I mean we may have talked about that on the last episode as well that that they need to go somewhere and so y'all I had those emotions the whole time and I just let myself you know (laughs) and I I think that's so important um to process through and not keep it all in as you're walking through and at the end have this big mountain to deal with you know um so I just I got I stayed vulnerable with the Lord every night you know I had a routine Um, And I just, I'd get Eli down for bed. I'd have my quiet time, you know, and I would just, there were times nights where I would just, just call on the name, Jesus, Jesus. That's all I could say. Jesus. There was nights when I would be declaring life. Um, And there was nights where I just, I just needed the silence to know that God was there with me. Mm. And he was, and he, he was. Mm -hmm. Wow. If you had to sum Mm -hmm. up this whole last year in a word, what would that word be? Oh my goodness. Man, I, you know, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is through the fire, you know? Wow. <laughs> that um, refining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through the fire. But I, but I think, I mean, that's just trying to play through all the things that we went through and really gather a word. I mean, it, it may sound a little cliche, but simple trust, mm-hmm. you know, simple trust. Am I going to believe God that you, this is what you said, you know, and I'm going to trust that you're, you're gonna, you're going to save his life, you know, that he's, that he's not going to die. Um, so I, I feel like there was um, a trust in the Lord that was built in me through that time, y'all. I mean, in the area of God being provider and the area of God being, you know, redeemer and healer and, um, and just being a good father, you know, trusting, um, he would just connect me with people at the hospital and and just have God moments there, you know? So I would just, it was learning how to trust. I, I don't know that I could really put one word to it, but, but trust would probably be one for today, at least. Well, and Annie, anyone who knows you, I remember even years ago, I mean, I guess we've known each other close, coming up on probably nine or 10 years now. I know at least eight. Um, Yeah. But I even remember upon meeting you, Jesus was one of the first things that came up because I could just tell you love the Lord. And I don't remember a pinpoint time of us learning that each other were believers. It was just kind of like this knowing. I was like, she loves the Lord. Like, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that she loves the Lord. And and I love that about you. And that's something that I so admire and look up to. And And I think that because you know the Lord, you can speak from that angle of something you've mentioned several times 
in this conversation that's hearing from God. And I think that that's a question that we get a lot of what are you guys talking about? Like, I, I don't hear from God or I don't, are you talking about audibly or, or even more so I'm trying to get an answer in my life and I'm wanting so desperately to know what God wants me to do, but I don't even know what that looks like or where to begin. So how would you describe that in your life? And, and I said all that to lead up to say, I know it's because you have a relationship with the Lord and, and you are reading and you're seeking him out. But, you know, we do have a lot of, of new Christians and new believers on the podcast. So do you mind to expand upon what you mean by hearing from God and maybe even describe what does that look like in your own life? Yes, I love that I, because I think that that's part of being in a relationship with him, right? Is knowing his voice. And I think it's something that we learn over time, right? It's just like spending time with my, my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I know her ways. I've, I've learned the things she likes or my husband, you know, like I, I understand his ways. I can, I can hear in his tone of voice, what he's feeling in a moment. And I think it's very similar with the father that our relationship with him, um, it grows and it evolves over time. Um, I think we all hear from God differently. Um, You know, when I say God is speaking to me, or usually for me, it's like an impression on my spirit. You know, the Bible says that those who worship and worship in spirit and in truth. And, you know, I feel like it's a, um, like a knowing, you know, there, for one instance, I was leaving out of, um, ICU one day and there was a lady standing outside of the doors and I walked around the corner and I just had this go back. Something just said, go back and, and give her a hug. And, and I've, I, I just, I felt this go back and give her a hug. And, uh, and my first thought was, Lord, no, I don't know her and I'm probably going to offend her, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, of course I turned around and went back and gave her a hug and, uh, we were still friends today. Her husband was also in the hospital. Um, but for me, it's just, it's like a, a prompting, you know, a prompting or a knowing is how the Lord speaks to me. And I think too, that we can put ourselves in certain settings that make us more, um, maybe receptive to his voice. You know, for me, uh, being outside, being in nature, you know, getting to a quiet place. A lot of people like noise and I like just getting quiet um, and just having those still moments. And I think, too, that God doesn't like to be predictable. You know, I think he likes to kind of catch us off guard sometimes. And so, you know, there's oftentimes, too, where I'll I'll just feel something kind of like, uh, I think I need to call that person or I think it, for me, it's often just like a knowing. And then as you grow in that relationship, you begin to learn his ways. Right. Um, you know, so it happens over time, you know, it happens over time. So, and I think this is one more thing I'd like to add, you know, as you're growing in your relationship with the Lord and you're trying to find out the direction of the Lord or the, the, the place he wants you to go or your destiny or all those different things that can come about in Christian walk. Um, I think it's important to know that if we do get off in a different direction, God knows how to course correct us, right? He knows how to get us Mm -hmm. back in track and course correct us. And uh, we're not going to miss it. You know, I mean, even like if I feel like the Lord tells me to do something and it's go encourage someone, it's it's probably not going to be a bad idea, you know? (laughs) And I think, you know, with the voice of God, God's voice is loving. It's not condemning, you know, God's voice is, um, not going to be pressing or heavy, you know, um, it, it's going to be kind like a good father's voice would be right. So it's knowing the father's voice 
knowing our own voice that we fight sometimes and knowing the enemy's voice too and how what he sounds like you know um so well i love what you said about the father's voice is not condemning and we learned that from the gospels when jesus says i've not come to condemn you nor is my father you know and he's telling us about himself and also that verse that says there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and the reason that we know the voice of the father is not condemning is because of the word that is already written that describes the nature of god to us so yeah i I really encourage our friends you know start with something small to dive into the word because you can mm-hmm. you can read a lot about who who god is especially personified as jesus and that's how yeah. he shows himself in human form um, yeah and and how he interacted with people so i, I really that description i know is going to help someone because that's a question we get a lot there's a lot of confusion behind that and i also feel like a lot of condemnation like i'm not hearing from god is something wrong with me and mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with I, I think that we internalize things so often and it's yeah. just a relationship like you said that has to be developed yes and i think the word is the most solid place to start sarah and elizabeth don't you i mean it's like amen you the word is going to be the, the first place to start you know and for somebody who's walked with god i mean i gave my life to the lord at 22 and i'm almost close to 40 now you know what i mean so it's it's good to have a perspective you know with longevity walking with the lord but for those that are just starting out you know and learning his ways like get into the word it will not return void and um the holy spirit can speak to you through the word you know jesus is the word made flesh that's right and i think that's the safest place to start you know is is the word of god do you have a favorite verse that um i know you mentioned um isaiah 30 41 but do you have a a, a favorite verse that you recommend someone starting with or a favorite book or i think we all have a, at least a favorite book of the bible but what would you recommend hmm. Um, well, I, I would have to say Isaiah forty thirty one has been for this season. Oftentimes different scriptures will speak to me through different seasons that says, um, when you wait upon the Lord, you will gain renewed strength. Um, you will mount up on wings as eagles. You will run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. And I think that probably would be my seasonal scripture. Um, but I would have to say, going back to when I first um, surrendered my life to the Lord in uh, about 22, Jeremiah 29, 11. It's just one that's always, um, spoken to me, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I think that that just kind of wraps it up, you know, I mean, that God is a good father, that he has good plans for me, that, you know, I don't believe he's a bad father. I believe we live in a fallen world and we go through hard, bad things, but he's redemptive. Another one is Romans 8, 28, um, that he will turn the bad things for good. You know, that he will take those bad things and he will turn them for good. Um, And so that's one that's always, especially in this season, meant a lot to me as well. I love that you mentioned that verse because I wanted to bring up a conversation that I realized that us on this side of heaven, us three, will not know a perfect answer to. But I thought that this would be something really neat for us to talk about. Y'all are probably like, oh crap, (laughs) like, (laughs) what is she going to say? But I have to speak to my friends who are listening who have been praying for something, and whether it be a, um, 
a hard season that they're going through financially or even medically like you did with your walk with with Jeff for 107 days plus <laughs> plus more days than that I know that there were probably hard days even out of the hospital um, but our friends who who are saying I prayed and I didn't get the answer that I was hoping for and I, I don't think we need to forget those people because I, I know for a fact that God does not love you any less. <laughs> I can say that for certain. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I can also say that nothing was wrong with you in praying. Um, I, I think that, mm-hmm. that there's going to be times in our life where, you know, we have to just trust and know that God is good. Um, so what what would you say? And I know that this is a really heavy question, Annie. So if you don't have an answer right away, or even if us three can just talk through it together, what would you say to our friends who are, have been disappointed by life and and did not get, quote unquote, what they prayed for? I would love to speak to that. I would love to speak to that um, that thought. You know, I have found that when I pray um, and, I, and I feel like I'm partnering with what God, you know, has told me he's going to do, I always also like to pray, you know, Lord, I surrender whatever the outcome may look like. Because, y'all, I was aware that I actually didn't know what the outcome would look like. I didn't know if my husband would make it or not. And I had to determine in my heart, you know, you know the Bible says that our days are numbered right? Our days are numbered here on this earth. And I didn't know if that was the final number of Jeff's day or not. But I think it's um, in the in the prayer part of it, it's always really important. You know, like Jesus said, Lord, take this cut from me, but not if my will, but your will be done, right? Mm-hmm. So we're always praying, believing and trusting God that no matter the outcome, you are still a good father, that you are still a good God. And I don't think that I could ever come to that conclusion and pray that had I not known that he was a good father on the front end of this. So that's why I think it's so important to have that personal relationship with him, because when I know his character, I really know who he is, no matter the outcome. You know, may I have some questions? Absolutely, in my humanity. Am I going to have some emotion? Am I, would I have, shall the direction gone a different way, you know, even though I was praying and believing and, and feeling like this was what God was saying that Jeff was going to live and not die. Um, there would have been a lot of hard moments, but I've walked with the Lord and built a relationship with him long enough to know now that he is, he really is trustworthy, no matter my hardships here on this earth, right? Because um, we see things as so temporal when we really are living in an in eternal space, you know? Um, so for that person who has, you know, prayed and believed for something to happen and maybe you haven't, maybe it hasn't turned out the way you wanted it to happen. Um, I want to encourage you that it's okay to have some, some, it's okay to have lots of emotion. Can I just be real? It's okay to share those emotions with God. It's okay to cry it out and scream it out. Y'all I've been there, you know, I've had those moments. Um, but I want you to know too, that even if it's just a glimmer of hope, 
that you hold on to just a glimmer of hope that God, he's still a good father. He can take that. He can take that belief that you have in your heart and he really can do Romans eight twenty eight in your life that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, that he can take those hard things. So I want to be so careful in the things that I share on that, especially for those who might be walking through um, the fire or coming out on the other side of uh, maybe feeling a little bit um, taken off guard that things didn't turn out. Um, but it's okay. It's okay to have those hard moments and God can handle them. And um, if, if I can encourage you to do anything, don't turn from God, turn into him, even in the hard moments, even if you don't understand him, you know, and uh, yeah, I hope that's helpful. Wow. That's so good. That's it. I mean, I don't, I don't think I have anything to add. Nope. That's it. Mic drop. That's, yes. that's, that's the gospel truth right there. <laughs> Because I, I do know that that helps someone, especially it, it's really easy. And I can speak from experience on a small scale, praise the Lord. You know, I, I know that a lot of people have faced a lot more traumatic things than I have. And so I'm coming from a place of humility, bringing that up and a place of just respecting people's hardships. But I know that when you're in that, it's very easy to be bitter whenever you hear a positive testimony when you're still in that emotion of like why didn't it work out for me but yeah i've said this once already in the podcast i'll say it again god is no respecter of persons so that means he loves annie and jeff moss just as much mm -hmm. as he loves liz sanders just as much as he loves sarah and hunter collins just as much as he loves every listener out there and and he's going to use the same love and wisdom and kindness and sovereignty um that when when you are a child of god i really do stand on that romans eight twenty eight. it doesn't exempt us from hardships but it does qualify us for good coming out of that in the goodness and love and sovereignty of the lord and I believe Absolutely. that. Yes. And I also, I just have to trust that even if we don't see that goodness here, one day when we are with him, we will mm -hmm. know all things and we will understand all things. And it, and even hindsight is twenty twenty here on this earth sometimes too. We look back and we see, oh, I see now why that mm -hmm. happened. I see now why that happened. Yeah. And, and like you said, yeah. I, I want to be careful in respecting anyone who may be going through something right now. So please y'all know our hearts in this. It's just an open, y'all know how we roll. It's just an open conversation. We're not going to act like there aren't hardships. We're going to lean in to the father during them. But, um, but Annie, I've, I've got one more question and then Liz, you let me know if you've got another one, girl, but Annie, how can we best be there for our friends? who are in the hardship right now. Um, I know that you're on the other side and coming out the other side. Um, and I know that prayer was a huge thing that I hope, you know, Liz and I did like our, your updates every day were, were so insightful and encouraging to just see one, how God was answering prayers, but mm -hmm. to see your faithfulness in that hard time that I know had to be draining and exhausting for you, for you to show up and ask for prayer in the mighty way you did. Sis, mm -hmm. I look up to you so much in that, but, but what's the best way to be there for our struggling friends? Oh, right. I have a really good answer for that. Um, 
I think that presence is the most powerful thing you can give. I know in my younger years, I always felt like I had to fill the blank space and had to have a word to share with someone or encouragement. And there is time and a place for that. But sometimes when people are at such a place of deep grieving or hurt in life, sometimes your presence is enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I just, and I believe, I do believe that, that words are very, very powerful. But just to be present, you know, I, I had people while Jeff was in the hospital just um, show up and clean my house or drop the door or, or just say, you know, what, what can I do? Can I just sit with you, you know? Um, and so you also have to be, especially I'm a very um, strong-willed personality to be able to let people in when you're walking through those seasons, right? It can be really easy to try to power through it. Um, with you and Jesus, but I do believe that God designed us for one another, you know, so uh, presence is, is one of the most powerful things you can give. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good. That's good. I, um, for those who have been on, who've listened to the pod know that I lost my dad two years ago and Mm -hmm. through that process, oftentimes people would ask and I, that rings so true um, is that you don't even know what you need some days, but just showing up for, for those, for your friends um, and your loved ones. And sometimes showing up for strangers is, is just a one small way that you can show them the love of Christ through any season and stage of life. I couldn't agree more. Y'all, this has been wonderful. Uh, my heart is so full and, and I have a entire legal pad page of quotes and notes <laughs> I so so Annie for the next month we're just gonna it's just gonna be an Annie Moss uh goodness of the Lord <laughs> uh like takeover on the Instagram but do you have anything else that you would just like to end on or Liz do you have any more questions that we need to cover have- I don't have any more questions like you. I feel like I've got a whole list of anteisms here um, of just wonderful mm. nuggets of wisdom. And I'm just so incredibly thankful that you'd give us our time, your time to share your story the, and just the how mm. faithful and gracious and merciful God has been through this season and um, having the courage to, mm. to live it out loud, to walk out this miracle um, and let everyone see um, Mine seem like, are we going to hide it under a bushel? <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. That's right, girl. You know, one thing I would like to say to those listening, I know this has been a, um, a, a weighty topic, but I want to remind you that there is always hope. I don't care how deep or how dark it feels. I don't care how deep the grief is. Um, there is always hope, even just a, a glimmer you know, and I just even pray for those listening today that are grieving or walking through something. And I'm here to tell you, if you live long enough, you'll walk through hard things. If you haven't yet, that to remember that, that there is always hope and that hope is Jesus, but there is always hope. Amen. Amen. And, and so often we forget about heaven. I'll be real with y'all. So often we forget and we forget about and, and I'm not discounting what God will do through miracles on this earth. Yeah. But we also are so quick to forget what he's already done, even on the cross. Yes. 
and and that alone is so much hope but you know god like you said girl we want to see goodness of the lord in the land of the living and and that's yes. that's the land that we're living in so um <laughs> so y'all if, if y'all ever of course listeners y'all know if y'all ever have any prayer requests um or, or just need some encouragement we are not theologians here but we're we're all learning together we do not have all the answers and we do ask god why um, a lot of ministry is very pretty and quote unquote fluffy and, and, and it's really easy to, uh, negate away from the hard questions of why did this happen? Why did God allow this? And, and I'm right there with you with, with a lot of those questions. And I don't think God's afraid of your questions. I don't think, you know, that it's disrespectful to have questions. Um, if you're coming with a heart of genuine longing for wisdom and and to know from the lord um but god is is available and so is hope i love that you wanted to end on that annie um thank you so much for coming on this podcast and for sharing with us today you're so welcome and thank you for you're just being so welcome i love both supporter. of you we we you were one of yes. our number one just spiritual supporters and we are so grateful so grateful. Absolutely. I love what y'all are doing. I love it so much. Women need to hear um, that they are chosen, that they are, uh, have a purpose and that um, they have a future. And I love that. That's what y'all are about. I love that so much. Thank you, sis. Thank we, you. we appreciate that so much. Um, tell our followers where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find us at, at the vintage sparrow our jewelry company and I like to share all of our little updates on there too um, family updates and all that good stuff of what God's doing in our life and you can find our website at www.thevintagesparrowjewelry.com we're a faith-filled jewelry company and we're all about inspiring and empowering women with hope and courage through every single piece of jewelry that we create and you do that so well sis I'm so proud of you and and how many years have you been doing Vintage Sparrow? Oh y'all I have to be honest I went on QVC a couple weeks ago and I said seven years it's been eight. So, <laughs> I was like no it's been eight but really the last seven months of my life has been like what is life are we what oh that's all oh that's half a year going by um but yeah so it has been in April it's been eight years so it's been wow. a wild ride and um that's just the you know, a whole nother topic of God's faithfulness and continuing to lead us to do what he's called us to do to impact women. Girl, we're going to have you on about that too. We can talk about, man, we, and we've had this talk before. I've got to introduce you to our dear friends, Abigail and Lydia. Um, they have a ballet studio here in town that is all mm -hmm. about giving glory to God. Cause sometimes, sometimes the dance world can be a toxic place yes. um, of competition and and just toxic womanhood uh and y'all I'm not being anti-feminist there can be toxic manhood too so y'all don't come for me but y'all know what I'm talking about but um but yeah they're they're doing great things discipling young girls in our community and we talked about mm -hmm. just kind of being a leader in the business realm for the Lord and how we can infuse God into our business so we would love I'm just gonna say that's our next date let's do it let's do it no secular sacred divide girl I, I live with Jesus in my business in my home in my marriage in my church 
in work, whatever I do, you know, so let's do that next. Amen. I love what you just said. <laughs> secular, too. sacred, divine. Yes. I love that. There's no separation. Jesus is here in our office just as much as he is in my church house, as much as he is in my home. You Amen. Know? Amen, girl. So good. Well, Annie, thank you. We love you. I love y'all so much. Okay, guys, I guess we'll see you back here uh, next Tuesday. Yep. I'll see you next Tuesday. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.